What's up everyone, it's Antonio here, aka Hypecaster, and you are listening to the Starfield Explorers podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our supporters, and all the like-minded Starfield fans out there. We want to hear from you. Be part of the show and leave a comment or a question under the show posted on YouTube. You can find Starfield Explorers at youtube.com slash megateds in the podcast section. Welcome to Starfield Explorers, the podcast where we dive deep into the Bethesda Game Studios' most ambitious RPG of all time. I am your host, Antonio, a.k.a. Hypecaster. You can find me and the rest of the team at Megadads.org or Megadads on YouTube. I'm joined by my co-pilot and best bud, the illustrious Clay Howard, say hi to the people, Clay. Hello, people. It's it's good to see you. How, uh, how been, long has it been since we podcasted? It's been a little while. I've been lying low, hiding, waiting for uh, a new video game to really get me out of hiding. I mm-hmm. I told my wife we were podcasting. She's like, why? I'm like, I think it's because we're so excited, right? It is like that monumental occasion. Oh, yeah. It only Definitely. comes around every once in a while. Something to like get the, the juice, the juices flowing. That's that's yes. great. And we are also joined by the navigator himself, the king of the cosmos, guru of galaxies far and wide, David Jones. Say hi to the people, David. What's up? Why, hello people. Now, welcome to this podcast. The gang is all together. We're here. We're ready to go. David, if you could go to space, like if you could go today, would you do it? Um, there's not much up there right now, so I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> like if, oh. there's, there's like, <laughs> I'm going to wait for someone to build like a cool arcade or something up there on the moon, and then I'll think about it. Like, they have Smart. no stuff there. I get it, because that's mm-hmm. why I don't go to Iowa. You know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what would we do? What would we do? Right. Okay. <clears throat> if you're new to the show, welcome, and thank you for listening. Every episode we discuss a very focused topic and do a deep dive into one aspect of the game. So long story short is we keep it short and sweet. In the future, we'll discuss things like the character creator, um, perks, uh, our thoughts on base building, our thoughts on weapons, anything that's like a standout thing, like a standout side quest. Uh, So it's one focus each episode. We're coming to you pre-launch right now, so we're talking hype and speculation and topics like that. But we'll get to the meaty stuff soon. But first, David, engage the hyperdrive. Warp three. Okay. It's been engaged. Warp three isn't. Doesn't it go up to five? Right. Uh, sure. Sure. It goes up. It depends on what sci-fi universe we're in. Right I, I mean, I go. I go with Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, as the default. They, oh, they can go speed. up to like warp eight, I think. Oh, yeah, right? I think that like, sounds Yeah, and then familiar. like nine things start shaking and breaking up, you know? I always wondered don't why they didn't go full speed all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want to break their ship. 
It's only so much power. I don't have the power. All right, that was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the light speed segment, I want to quickly get to know our co-host. So I wanted to um, ask, what is your favorite space movie of all time? David? Um, the Empire Strikes Back. Like, that is the correct answer to this question, and I will not hear otherwise. It's... Uh... Easily the best of the original trilogy. It's got everything. It's got Tauntauns. It's got snow combat. It's got Imperial Walkers, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, climactic fight. Lots of Harrison Ford. It's just good stuff. Is that the one with the little bears in the forest? I'm offended by your question. I'm not going to acknowledge it. Okay. I mean, it's it's a it's the right answer, but it's also the boring answer and you know it yep clay surprise yep. me mm-hmm. best uh, space movie best space movie in my opinion is interstellar uh that mm. movie literally blew my mind that's the only way i can explain it it was a movie that i was thinking about for the seven days that followed when i left that theater uh the the totality of it the the way they address uh time travel and and space travel and life and all of that oh man it's so heavy it's so well done and gives me goosebumps the soundtrack is one of the best and uh yeah it made me love space just that much more now i could be wrong but the crescendo of the whole thing like the conflict that's going on like there's the dual like thing with there's space there's earth minor spoilers for the uh blockbuster hit uh, interstellar but isn't it that the main enemy is like the girl's brother right like in the like b plot where it's like he's upset and he's like rushing home in a truck do you remember that part yeah and, i don't think he's the the main enemy well, though that's kind of a juvenile re- way of putting if it if you recall the b plot that's like the conflict and that's like the it's like ramping up the music's going it's like uh oh he's coming uh oh he's coming the brother's coming and then she goes up and hugs him and then the music changes and it's kind of over so that's what i took away from the movie speaking this is why we don't have a movie we don't have a movie podcast (laughs) speaking of you you focus on the dumbest thing speaking of space flicks starring the great matthew mcconaughey contact starring jodie foster and matthew mcconaughey jodie foster plays one of those uh i forget what the name of it there's like an acronym where they're listening for sounds quote unquote from space like activity looking for like extraterrestrial life and they get a signal and the signal turns into a thing and they have sex and then she goes to court and like explains that she traveled the galaxies or whatever she went to the stars and uh met an alien it's uh it's classic i cried four times sounds terrible contact with jody Foster. i know you know what i'm talking about i've right? seen yeah i've seen it i've seen it it was okay it was okay i, I think they, they don't even go to space in that movie it's on earth the whole time what are you talking about well <gasps> some would some would debate some would debate i don't remember i've seen it but it's been a while fun oh, this is fun facts. this is great fun facts all right moving on Please. fun facts we're gonna give you some quote stats about space or 
BGS, Bethesda Game Studios, or Starfield. So this is all intended to lead up into our main topic of the day. Zenimax Media, that's the parent company of Bethesda, okay, Bethesda Softworks. In 2001, the parent company, Zenimax Media, split Bethesda Game Studios off, so that's the actual developer part of them, to from Bethesda Softworks, which is the publishing arm. And then they created other, you know, Bethesda Game Studios, like smaller ones like Montreal, BGS Dallas. Bethesda has created some of the most massive, critically acclaimed, open-world single-player RPGs ever. If it wasn't for them, the whole genre would be just different, not as good as it is. Here's the facts. These are game releases by BGS, right, or ZeniMax Media. <clears throat> they started off, kicked things off with 2002's Elder Scrolls Morrowind. It got an 89 on Metacritic. In 2006, Elder Scrolls Oblivion with a 94 on Metacritic. 2008, Fallout 3 with a 91 on Metacritic. 2011, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, 94 on Metacritic. 2015, Fallout 4, 84 on Metacritic. Why do we not add anything after that? Because it's been kind of a slump. But that all sets up this. Bethesda is known for making fantastic RPGs. What's the best Bethesda game? Kick it off with you, David, because I know you're chomping at the bit. You already know your answer. <laughs> I know your answer. My dogs know your answer. What's the best Bethesda, best Bethesda game? The best Bethesda game is clearly Morrowind. No, I'm joking. I thought I that was like what you were going to say. <laughs> no, really? No, um, Marwin's a good game for its time. I, I find it a little bit hard to play you know, nowadays. Um, it really could use like some th- tender loving care. Um, if you're playing it on anything other than PC where you can like mod it to death, but if you're playing it uh, through backwards compatibility on Xbox, it's a little rough. But um, uh, my personal favorite, I think I still am going to go with Skyrim. Um, even though there's certain um, things that seem scaled back a little bit, like you can't just go and murder a whole town of NPCs anymore. There's a little bit less of that sort of Bethesda do anything you want, but it still is, I think, the most immersive out of any of the worlds, and it's just very fun to be in and walk around in. As much as I do probably aesthetically like Oblivion a little bit more, because I like, I just because it's not just constant snow. (laughs) But Skyrim has got to be it for me. The game has been around for over 10 years uh, for a reason. It's because people keep playing it. People keep finding new emerging gameplay and just having a blast with it. And yeah, I've played it and purchased it way too many times. Thanks, Bethesda. Circling back really quick to Morrowind, was that your first game of Bethesda's that you played again this is what kicked it all off did you play it on release you know in the Wayback Machine it was uh, 2002 no I didn't have um, back then I didn't have a good enough PC or original Xbox so my first my first Bethesda game was when I got Oblivion on PS3 um, and then I went back um, actually I didn't play Morrowind until uh, the original Xbox backwards compatibility was uh, added to uh, Xbox One 
1X, and then I went back and played the, the BC version in 4K on my Series X, or I think it was my 1X, actually, at the time. You don't hear people appreciate, like, the early games that are rough to play after playing, you know, a game that's, like, in my mind, like, way advanced, way, like, I think it was a big leap to Oblivion. So the fact that you went backwards and played it and enjoyed it is, like, Hmm. is pretty nuts. So you talked about Skyrim being, you know, emerging gameplay, you know, it's, it's, it's unanimous, like, it keeps getting released. What is it about Morrowind that makes it even mentioned in one of their top games, do you think? Considering it's at the beginning and so rough. Um, I think Morrowind is, as far as, like, what you can do, it still has the most out of any Bethesda game. Because there's basically no rules or guide rails in that game. Like, you can kill any NPC you want and completely break the game if you want to. And sort of that sort of complete and utter freedom is that is sort of like the peak of Bethesda. Um, I think it's just the menus need work, the saving needs work. There's there's a lot of just random little things that make it a little bit hard. The combat is really rough at first, because like like a freaking like worm can kill you. <laughs> but um, it's it's still I think. A lot of people still, to this day, think it's the best Bethesda game because of the amount of things that you can do and the amount of freedom that you have that wasn't carried over to the more mainstream games where they're like, people are going to be bad, mad if they break their save file. Maybe we shouldn't let them do that. you know. But it loses a little bit of charm by doing that at the same time. Keeping um, like the idea, because I've been thinking about this a lot, of what makes it great, you know, what makes that Bethesda magic or whatever you want to call it, you you mentioning freedom to do anything like you know kill any NPC and all that, it, I didn't think of that. So I'm writing it down as a thing to maybe talk about later. But now that you say it, yes, hundred percent. Clayton, pushing Yo. it over to you, and I want a good answer. The best Bethesda game. All right. Well, the correct answer is Skyrim, but that's not my answer. I'm gonna go with uh, Fallout Four, uh, being my favorite. I um, I don't know. I, the Fallout games just—I think they appeal to me a little bit more. They—I uh, don't—they—they they fit me. They—I get them. My first proper Bethesda game was Fallout Three, which I think is also a classic. Uh, I just think there's a few things in Fallout Four that they have improved on enough to uh, maybe push it ahead of Fallout Three. Combat being one of them. Uh, obviously graphics are going to be better and all that. I don't know. I, not that I want to argue with what David just said, but this whole like freedom to do whatever you want and break the game thing, I don't, I don't really see as much value in that. Obviously, it's good to be able to go out and do what you want and be free and create chaos and all that, but I don't see the value in that as much. But um, I do think that Skyrim is a pretty solid uh, polished game and m- maybe there were times with Fallout 4 it w- maybe wasn't as polished but regardless I think that Fallout 4 had a great theme going uh, had a good vibe you, you, you felt it you understood it I thought the storyline was really good some people might disagree with that I actually thought it was a nice twist toward the end and uh, I enjoyed it it was something that sucked me in from the beginning and I I don't know how many hours I put into that game but um Maybe doesn't I don't go back to it as much as Skyrim, but I'm still I'm gonna stick with Fallout 4. So Fallout 4, if I had to pick something that 
I enjoyed was, and, and this is maybe a minor thing to other people, was as you turned up the difficulty, how much of the game would change. Like if you were playing on normal and then you were playing on a harder difficulty, different enemies would come out with different equipment. And then as a reward for the challenge, they would drop different armor and weapons. And when I started to do that and I figured out that it was scaling like that, I put the difficulty up and was getting weapons and perks on those weapons that were way different. And, and I was finding some things that I hadn't seen in the game before. So that was that was really good. I think visually too, although Fallout 3 was great, Fallout 4 just visually was just at the mm -hmm. time. And then they've done like visual patches and I think they did like a you know HD version later, all that stuff, mods like, there's a lot of mods. When they did the Bethesda Garage thingy where you can... They took all the mods that people were making in the community, officially supported them, putting on the menu and saying, okay, go download you know, all of your mods, place them in the load order, and do that from console. It was like huge because I was playing... You know, I played on both, but primarily on Xbox consoles. So it was very interesting. I was not expecting that answer. I, I really wasn't. So the the games that we talked about, you know, the good ones, the bad ones, for me, I have to say Elder Scrolls Oblivion. The moment that you come out of the sewers and you see mm -hmm. the, the sky and you hear the music and you like the brush of the wind and just the scale you see like the city imperial city and, and and just walking up to it and everything is just it was fantastic as soon as i got out i was like wow this looks fan this looks beautiful i think one of the things that contributes to me falling in love with it so hard was it was one of my first experiences with hd um, I believe it would have been 720 at the time. I'm not sure. Uh, or 1080. Oh, yeah. It was it was 720 at highest, if not lower. <laughs> my, my parents had gotten a TV. They, they brought it home. They wanted or something like that. And it was like sitting on the floor. And they weren't using it. They had literally just brought it home. They won in a raffle or something like that. So I pull over, you know, the Xbox. Was it 360? Whatever it was. And I plug it in turn it on and it was magic i remember the moment for the rest of my life and i just saw the blades of grass move it was just it was it was mind-blowing and the second thing that happened that when i came out of the sewers is i accidentally did the summoning of the skeleton all of a sudden i summon a, a skeleton companion uh with the conjuration spell and it was standing there looking at me like animating very well and the sound like you know like talking and it was just like oh my god this is so amazing and it's it's it felt almost endless and it's got to be my favorite for atmosphere um if the combat was better i probably mm. would have you know it probably be literally one of my top games of all time right. it was just that deep now, the we have to talk about it here because we're not going to talk about it later. Fallout 76. 
we have journeyed together through Bethesda games um, over the years, and all of a sudden we're presented with a co-op experience, right? Uh, going away from the single player, moving into the multiplayer co-op space. I want to quickly go around the table and talk about the low light. I mean, it's unanimous. I don't even have to ask you all no, you what, don't. what the worst game is that was developed. Fallout 76 <laughs> in 2018. It's broke. It was broken then. It's broken now. Clay, t- talk to me about Fallout 76. I, I don't know if it's broken now, but I think yeah, talk about disappointment. I mean, I remember... I pre-ordered the like the premium version and stuff. Paid extra money. Uh, we, you know, I remember watching the, the. I don't know if it was E3 or where they announced it, announced it, but with you guys, and we're all so stoked that we're. I mean, Fallout together. I, what's not to love? I don't have to play Fallout alone anymore. I don't have to wait for some janky mod to come out to play together. We can all play as a team and so i think and david would disagree with this i think the premise alone was like this is going to be fantastic like we're it's literally a new fallout game that we can all experience together uh obviously what we got was not really that uh i think they leaned a little too heavily into some of the other um tropes that you fall into with these kinds of games rather than just making a fallout game they tried to make an online game um and i'm not like a professional with this game by any means we've come back to this game time and time again trying to give it another shot Uh, a new dlc comes out and we're hopeful that it's going to make things better and it just it just never worked and every time i came back in i was poisoned and i was hurt and i was hungry and i had no meds and i had no food and i had no bullets and it was just like It was hard to. It was just hard to jump back in, and it was a, it was a disappointing thing. Uh, I'm sad it didn't work out better because the premise, in my opinion, was fantastic. It was brilliant. It should have been a huge hit. I'm glad that it's still around. I'm I'm glad they didn't give up on it after six six months. But um, at the same time, yeah, it was it was a bummer. So that's that's my take anyway. Hundred percent. What you said about it felt like a multiplayer game with like fallout coat of paint when when it first was announced we're like awesome fallout but just add the co-op i think there's a mod or something like that that makes fallout uh for co-op or something like that but we knew there was potential there like all you have to do is add other people to the experience but they totally went the from the other angle back David, if you had to pick, let's just say, one thing that really ruins Fallout 76 from its potential, what brings it down? Um, probably the, the most frustrating thing is just never feeling like you have enough items. Um, I don't want to, like, harp on it too much. Um, I personally don't even consider it to really, truly be a Bethesda Game Studios game. And I think it's worth noting that um, the core team started out working on Starfield after Fallout 4. The beginnings of 76 were a basically a, a, a unfinished multiplayer mode that they were tooling around with for Fallout 4. They outsourced it to another studio, and I believe it was in Texas, and then they ended up purchasing that studio, and that's when it became a full-fledged Bethesda Game Studios game. Um, so to me, it was always kind of a side project, and I don't count it as, as like the successor to Fallout 4. And I think you can kind of look at the studio in a better light if you view it like that, of what it actually was. Um, don't make it, excuses, it David. 
Don't mm-hmm. make excuses, David. I'm uh, a, I'm just saying. I, I know, David, that you said the back then that the the stories were just not super captivating. Like, obviously, at first there were no humans, so it was all like, oh yeah, there's, robots there's no and interesting stuff. story. The yeah. the gameplay sucks. The only thing that's good about it is <laughs> I do like the Virginia setting. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah, it was. I a don't good enjoy setting. being in the world though because of everything else that's frustrating about it. Um, I kind of hope the thing just someone turns it into a Fallout 4 mod at some point and just takes the whole world and imports it into Fallout 4 so I can play it with all the fr- all, all the frustrating bits. So if a modder wants to get on that, I'd love it. So two things. The numerous negative reviews from critics led Forbes to describe the release of Fallout 76 as, quote, historically bad launch and to question if Bethesda would even consider the property worth saving going forward. I think that's the biggest problem is you take something that's as beautiful as the idea the ip of fallout and that franchise and to potentially like tarnish it it's like a mass effect thing you release like andromeda that's so bad it makes me like not want another you know mass effect game maybe i just don't know i I think that's a stupid headline though because if if elder scrolls online wasn't your thing you wouldn't not be excited for Elder Scrolls 6 like they're going to do a proper Fallout 5. I just I remember but. when Todd Howard says said to me it just works. But that's a topic for another day. Thank you for joining us everyone. We appreciate it. Starfield Explorers, we hope to he- see you again on our journey across the stars. See you soon.